Good morning. This is Chuck Sachs for Indie Opera Podcast, and I'll be talking with Melanie Milton, who is the festival producer for Prototype. Morning, Melanie. How Good are morning. you? Good morning. Great. How are you? All right. And you just flew back from Chicago from seeing your family, didn't you? I did. I had a nice 48-hour break with family back in the Midwest, which was much, much appreciated before a busy festival time. Yes, I can understand that. And um, so, did you go to school in Chicago also, and then come, come to New York? I did. I went to a small liberal arts school on the north side of Chicago called North Park University, and studied vocal performance and philosophy. My parents were very concerned. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it worked out quite well, and then moved to New York uh, shortly after undergrad, and have now been here for about 10 years. When and when you got to New York, uh, what were you? Were you still you were singing then? Still, because you were a trained soprano. Yeah, I was singing uh, mostly chorally, um, and I continue that with Trinity Church Wall Street's semi-pro group, Downtown mm-hmm. Voices. We mm-hmm. just finished a series of Christmas concerts, which was very joyful. Um, so I was still singing and doing event production. Um, when I first moved to New York, I was working in finance as an executive assistant. Yay, finance. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I, I shortly left that world and did event production. You first started as an associate producer with Beth Morrison Projects. About how long was that ago was that? It was about three years ago. Um, started as an associate producer with BMP and toured many of their projects under the direction of Jekka Berry and Beth Morrison. Mm-hmm. And from then... Uh, now you're a your festival producer of Prototype. That's that's a new thing because I think it was just last year that Prototype got a sort of separate staff. Yeah, it's it's kind of unbelievable. The this is the first festival that Prototype has had full time staff year round. Um, so we've been able to work on the infrastructure of the festival, um, put some policies and structures in place that the festival, as large as it is, has really needed. Um, so this is the first time this role has been in operation, and it's been it's been fun to carve out the path of what it could be. And because I've had such a great relationship with um, the two women at BMP, it's now given me the opportunity to strengthen my relationship with here, uh, the other co-presenters of the festival. For up to this time, it's been BMP and here and their staff and their lead directors running everything. Yeah, facilitating the festival. Yes, and I know that each producer would take one or two works that they would watch over themselves. Mm -hmm. So are they still doing that? Has that staved off a little, or...? Yeah, we still have that model. Um, So Kim Whitener and Kristen Martin of here, Mm -hmm. and Beth and Jack of BMP, act as lead producers on each show. Um, and then my role is to facilitate and produce the festival and all the extraneous events and each project um, in the advance. And then once we get down to the weeks to come that we're currently in, um, they will handle a, a lot of the, the heavy lifting as lead producers on the show. For this year, you have six full productions um, and two works in progress, a one-night tribute presentation, two choral work premieres, Eight post-show talkbacks and a one-panel discussion, the prototype out of bounds, and a gala soiree, and it's taking place in a total of eleven venues. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what? How do you watch over all that? <laughs> I mean, what is your day like? Your yeah, regular day like? It's that's a great a great question. Um, 
Specifically to the point of 11 venues, we're very fortunate this year to have uh, three venues in Brooklyn and also get up to Harlem. Um, we're looking to expand the reach of Prototype mm -hmm. and the audiences that we attract and having the panel discussion around one of the works in progress, Stinny, yes. um, by Francis Pollock, and the partnership with Harlem Stage we're hoping opens up a larger audience for us. Um, but it is quite a bit of coordination when you're working with 11 different spaces and 11 different projects. Um, it takes, obviously, an enormous amount of organization and in our co-partnering relationships, making sure that our venues have everything they need from tech writers to equipment to the full schedule, um, to deliveries, making sure that they are fully up to speed um, because they are truly partners in this. Mm -hmm. um, so really massaging that relationship. I guess it must be easier when the productions are just at here. <laughs> yeah, here is certainly the home base for the festival mm -hmm. and as it's been an incredible theater and music institution for the last 25 years. Um, so we've been very grateful to use the theater downstairs, the dot, the smaller black box, mm -hmm. um, as well as the main stage production. This year we'll be featuring Leah Koloff's This Tree, uh, which is a world premiere that has been built by, through the HARP program. Mm -hmm. So Leah is a resident artist through here. So it's nice to keep things in the family in that regard. But we're certainly, certainly lucky to have a home base with two theaters. Um, it's really just been a huge advantage for the festival. And isn't it exciting that the festival is premiering two new choral works? By two composers that are just unbelievable. We've had a long history with David T. Little from Dog Days. Um, so we'll do a premiere of one of his choral works, um, Dreams of a New World. And Oh, I'm sorry, I messed that up. Um. Am I Born is David T. Little's, okay. uh, forgive me, and Sarah, um, Sarah Labrie and Ellen Reed wrote the piece um, Dreams of a New World, and Trinity Wall Street's Chorus will be performing as well as their orchestra Novus. Um, we have an incredible group of soloists who will also be involved in that concert, but it's, it's wonderful that Trinity has an incredible spectrum of what they're able to perform, everything from early music to the new music, the prototype prefers to feature. And it's so nice to have their work be heard in a choral setting. We're very fortunate to premiere fully staged productions right. as we have with David T. Little and with Prism, with Ellen <laughs> Reed, this year. Um, but to have a choral group at the level of Trinity sing these works is, is quite quite exciting. There's a chamber choir from Trinity that usually has been used in, in some of the opera productions. I know Angel's Bone mm -hmm. and others. Yeah, it's a subset of Trinity's choral program. Are they doing any of the pieces this year? They will be the, so the subgroup of Trinity yeah. that we've yeah. used for Angel's Bone, um, they're all contracted mm -hmm. through the professional singers of Trinity. So many, if not all of them, will be involved in Of Time and Place. Um, and many of them are involved in PRISM. There is a chorus of 12, I believe, who provide this gorgeous sonic landscape. You never see them in the production, but you certainly hear them, and they add an incredible ambiance to Ellen Reed's scores. Um, we're also returning back to Roulette for mm -hmm. our second season. They're a wonderful home for new music. It's great there in Brooklyn. We'll be doing um, a tribute concert to Matt Marks, um, his production of The Little Death, mm -hmm. uh, featuring Melly Hughes and uh, Ted Hearn. We'll be singing the role of the boy. So logistically, what is, uh, I mean, the kind of schedule of, of planning for 
let's say, let's talk next year's festival. Yeah, so 2020 is, I would say, about 80% programmed. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple holes that we're, we're considering pieces for, but we have a pretty good sense of what, it, what that looks like. Um, and then immediately after the festival, I'll start contracting and, you know, budget work is an ever-flowing <laughs> process. Um, so no sleep for the wicked. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And then hopefully the 2020 announcement, it's traditionally happened in July. Mm -hmm. um, so we will be considering whether or not that timeline is suitable for 20. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, now that you have your own separate staff, I guess it makes it easier to actually put in place those calendars and everything like that. Exactly, yeah, and and even to have a 12-month structure of knowing where you fall in the year and what needs to be accomplished in what month, and keeping eyes on when we are ahead of schedule and when we're falling behind, and then November and December comes, and <laughs> you just work as hard as you can to catch up. <laughs> What's next for you? Yeah, so after the festival, I will get a small break. I'll be singing a concert in April of Janacek in Britain, so that's quite exciting. Mm. Um, but my spring is truly focused on, like you said, codifying systems and protocols for how the festival can operate in future years. Um, and also, you know, doing surveys of not only our audience, and demographic surveys obviously is quite helpful, but of our artists and trying to get an intimate understanding of what worked for them in prototype and what areas we can improve on. Because at the end of the day, our festival, it's a vocal festival focused on the artists and, and trying to make their experience um, as fulfilling as possible. Of course, we want our audiences to be entertained, but we certainly want our vocalists and our instrumentalists and all of our designers um, to feel as though they're a part of a larger festival and not just the one production that they're working on. It gives the artists a chance to think about touring their work, mm -hmm. and certainly when um, BMP and here are building world premieres, um, we always want that conversation to be in the artist's mind of, you know, you want to build the show to a scalable Mm -hmm. size, um, and having conversations with us of where we think the piece could go, um, whether it be an art museum or a proscenium hall at a university, um, but really cultivating those conversations so the artist um, feels inspired to bring the work elsewhere. And also having the conversations with the artists of the other works that are in the festival. Mm -hmm. I think when you're in tech, it is very easy to feel like you're in the weeds and your focus is quite narrow. Um, and I think a goal of mine philosophically is to allow the artists to experience the festival on their night off, see other shows, meet other artists, take part in the opening and closing night parties, meet presenters, um, meet other people in the industry. So your narrow focus of your artwork is broadened by the conversations you have with other festival artists. So trying to create a community in that sense. Absolutely. And, and BMT and here, BMP and here have done a good job and it's exciting to see how you're going to move, keep moving that forward. Thank you. Thanks. Well, this has been delightful. I really enjoy this opportunity. It's been a good conversation. And I'll look forward to seeing you when I'm out at the festival. Excellent. We'll see you there.